0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Damage Goods Radio. My name is Matt Dunn, and who do I have in the studio here with me?
1: Here in the virtual studio, a.k.a. my kids' room, is DJ Doonsting, a.k.a. Chris Lahr. Good to see you all. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: <laughs> of course. Well, you know, you're my co-host, so you, you better be on the show.
1: That's right. I don't want to get fired for uh, noncompliance. I know how strict right. the Damage Goods... Uh, HR uh, policy is
0: exactly well. How have you been lately?
1: Doing all right. Can't complain. Just it's it's uh, 2021. That's I think that's all that can be said.
0: <laughs> right about that. <laughs> I, I was going to say it's good to be back from a uh, break here.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a um, little break, uh, an understandable one that we needed. But I've been uh, itching to get back into the virtual studio and bang out some episodes, play some great music and uh, talk about all the important stuff that we talk about.
0: Which, I started describing our show as like a morning, like the morning talk show, but not annoying.
1: I think that is the best way to
0: describe it. (laughs) Like the morning mess hall, like morning zoo show, whatever they call them.
1: Without a a soundboard that makes uh, outrageous and zany sounds every time we say something remotely funny.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and because i remember there used to be one um john boy and billy have you ever heard that one?
1: Oh yeah john boy they <laughs> always have like one that has a regular name and the one that has some kind of kitschy name
0: you know like bubba the love Fra- sponge or yeah.
1: franklin and the rock or right
0: <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point i like kind of zone out because i'm like what are they even talking about
1: and usually they, they intersperse it with something like 30 or 40 minutes of commercial time, but not us. We're not, so, we're not selling out.
0: This is a commercial-free rock block, so.
1: That's right. And we will not only play the same two Kansas songs uh, over and over. Because <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing with classic rock radio. You get like six Pink Floyd songs, two Kansas songs, three ACDC songs maybe six led zeppelin and that's it you never get a deep cut
0: that's true that was kind of why i thought it was interesting when i discovered college radio when i was a kid and i was like whoa they actually play songs that aren't like you know the hit song and these
1: djs they really don't sound like they care whether they're there or not they're just telling (laughs) me what i need to know
0: yeah they're they they'll say hey you're listening to w z x y and the next song is sonic youth with uh teenage riot and uh after that um we might uh play some bjork and uh so so stay tuned was I that a good was, college radio <laughs> voice
1: that, that, i think that was a perfect college radio voice But you know, if we do want to go commercial, I think I can get that angle covered. This is DJ Dune Sting on Damage Goes Radio, and you just heard "Bad Boy" by Honks in the Punks, Ponks, Ponks, rocking the night away with "Too Young to Be in Love." (laughs) (laughs) There
0: you go. Exactly. I don't have
1: a soundboard. I had to kind of like manually do it. You know,
0: and you have to say, "Oh, we're out here at the." uh... The new Ford dealership in, uh, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so come mm-hmm. on out and uh, get some beer coasters. And and a fidget spinner. Not yeah, a say it's hello. doing
1: fidget spinners? I don't even know anymore. I think that's so 2019.
0: Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's passe. At least until it makes a comeback on TikTok in a few years. So
1: We're here for Toyota-thon.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to drive... To the middle of nowhere to go get a keychain or whatever, but thank you for the offer.
1: The first 100 listeners get a beer cozy.
0: Right. Well, speaking of great gifts, though, we do have on today's show our first band interview since 2019.
1: Uh, and I got to tell you, this one's kind of a bittersweet one for me because I was supposed to be at that show. And then just a couple of days before, you know, literally the the day after I bought my ticket, I got sick. And, you know, this day and age, you know, even if it turned out, I think it was just a cold, like a really bad cold. I'm a guy, so all colds are are bad for us. But um, I was laid out. My kid had a fever, tested negative. But I hated that the one chance to finally see a live show at cat's cradle since the last time i saw a show there was 2019 and then it just slipped through my fingers ticket wasted i was so bummed
0: now these things happen sorry you missed it but it was a great show it was the band sweeping promises and they put on an excellent show and they um, also played with local bands uh jenny bizette and a band from the beach, beaches of North Carolina. They're called Core Deluxe.
1: Jenny hey, Pissette's was one of the first bands I ever heard uh, in Raleigh when I moved here. Uh, it was at the 2015 Hopscotch. They did one of the day parties. I think they oh, were yeah. they played at King's, if memory serves. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. And that was a great show. Great band, yes. never It stuck with me.
0: It's a bit, bit yes. of a—I feel like there's a bit of a New Order flavor to their music, so I like it.
1: I would go with that. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. Well, we've got some exciting music of gods, um of course our Australian track of the week. We've got some food news.
1: We do food news? Since when?
0: Since <laughs> since now and got got some uh, just a little segment of uh damaged goods mailbag, just cool stuff we got in the mail, so. I'm looking forward to it. As mentioned, we're going to start off with the Australian track of the week. This is a band from Melbourne, Australia, and the band is called Mod Con. The song is called X-Ray, which is off of their a new album, Modern Condition. And this is a band that actually features uh, at least some one member of the band Tropical Fuckstorm.
1: <laughs> which, I love that name.
0: Amazing band that played my favorite set at Hopscotch in 2019. They were amazing and they um, also look out for tropical flux does a great cover of staying alive by the bee gees nice and we also have some a bit of new music out of the uk and a band coming up later we have a band that was described as the midwestern sunny and share i'm intrigued I, I, <laughs> I,
1: remember, I remember listening to sunny and share back in the 70s you know in the olden times
0: so uh i'm, I'm on board well great so we will start off and also uh mod con which we mentioned features erica dunn from tropical Foxstorm. she is was just nominated for the the music victoria awards which is kind of like the grammys for victoria australia she was nominated for the best musician of 2021.
1: What was her name again? Erica Dunn. Whoa! You're yeah. saying that there are <laughs> there are Duns in Australia.
0: Yep, absolutely. Now I No, no, no the, relation, by the way. That you know of. Right. We're gonna go ahead and play their song "X Ray" and be back here in a minute. And you just heard a band out of Wales, UK, that was. A band called The Bug Club with a track called The Fixer off of their Pure Particles album. I really liked
1: it. Very stripped down uh, sound. It almost sounds simplistic, but it's anything but. I really dug it.
0: Great stuff. Yeah. Before that, you heard also out of the UK, but from London, you heard a band called Wet Leg with a track called Chase Long, which is off of their upcoming debut album it's going to be called wet leg that's coming out in april of 2022
1: i'm going to get that on debut day hey did you see their uh their tiny desk concert on npr
0: yes it was a fantastic yeah i mean great stuff my sister shannon just started
1: blowing up my phone with text messages like wet leg wet leg you gotta check this out wet leg tiny desk wet leg and i'm like holy shit, i've already seen it but man it is awesome and it's worth <laughs> yeah. all this attention I, I think they're going to be huge.
0: I think you're right about that. This was their debut single. It came out during the summer and I heard it and I was like, wow, this is great, but they only have two songs. Okay. And, but they ended up getting, I think, millions of streams off of those two songs with pretty much an instant hit. So
1: the first time I heard wet leg, I want to say may have been maybe last month, maybe a little bit before that. And I was just looking for, songs to play for my rad track of the week playlist and you know of course i do radio and i'm getting just different suggestions and this one popped up and after i heard the song i played it like six more times and i saved it and kicked my kid out of the house and let, let the song have the, his room you know because the song was just
0: that great exactly
1: and, and the song i was listening to was wet dream by wet leg and it was amazing
0: another great one and they are playing they are touring in the united states in 2022 so i think i believe in the in march so we'll be we, we gotta
1: go we gotta take a road trip
0: yeah absolutely oh before wet leg you heard a band called the X Bats off of an album called now where were we and that was a track called best kiss that's on the great goner records label out of memphis tennessee that's a group out of bisbee arizona which is actually uh father and daughter music group that was really fun I enjoyed it yeah it's great stuff
1: her voice and I cannot place her actual name but she kind of reminded me of the lead singer of the bangles
0: Susanna Hoffs
1: yes my knowledge of the bangles is not where it needs to be but but I could definitely hear her voice in in the expats
0: and uh, I love okay interesting yeah interesting person there and to begin the set, you heard a band out of Melbourne, Austria called ModCon with the Australian Track of the Week. The song was called X-Ray. And what did you think of that one? I really dug it.
1: It's funny because when you talked about interesting comparisons with the last song, I wrote this down immediately as I was hearing it. The lead singer for ModCon, it reminded me, I got some polystyrene vibes out of it. X-Ray specs, but I, I definitely... Heard of there was a similarity in there, and I, I really liked it. She had that the same kind of power in her voice, and some solid guitar work as well in that.
0: In that, song. oh yes, absolutely. As promised, here we have our first interview since two thousand and nineteen with a band called Sweeping Promises. So we're going to wish play I could have been that. there. <sighs> well, you were there in spirit, so I absolutely was. <laughs> we'll go ahead and play that interview, and we'll be back here in a little bit.
2: Hello, this is Matt with Damage Goods Radio. I am here at the Cat's Cradle Backroom in Carborough, North Carolina. And I'm here with a band called Sweeping Promises. They are from Austin, Texas. By way of a lot of
3: places.
4: Yeah.
2: I was wondering if you could introduce yourselves. Sure. I'm Caulfield and I play guitar.
4: I'm Lyra and I play bass and I sing.
2: I'm Spencer and I play drums. And how long has Sweeping Promises been a band for?
4: about a year ish so plus
3: or minus quarantine yeah plus or
4: minus quarantine so we actually started this project in the fall of 2019 kind of on a lark and um we recruited spencer and we played our first show in february of 2020 and then this little uh, pandemic thing happened we've regrouped and we're on our first u.s tour
3: If quarantine doesn't count, then we've been rehearsing for about a month.
4: (laughs) Yeah!
2: So Did you you really only play one show before quarantine?
4: Yes, we played one show. It was a basement show in Boston. Yeah, and then lockdown happened, and we were just like, okay, I guess we'll just pivot to recording. And yeah, that's what happened.
2: So your album is called Hunger for a Way Out. How long did it take to record that?
4: What, like an evening? Or well, the song, the song, an evening. The album, maybe just a couple of months.
3: Yeah, we would go into our space when we had a day off so we can only work like once a week. So uh, we, we did about a
2: song a day until the album was finished. And I think we deleted if two or three.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Caulfield, is it true that first thing you said to Lyra was, can I be in your band?
3: Yeah, I met Lyra when I was 19 and I'm 32 <laughs> now. She did let me into her band. Um, that, the bar wasn't too high, I will say. What was her response? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes. I, like, uh, it... I
4: think I actually, I, I was like kind of like half flirting. And so he said that his name was Caulfield. And I said, oh, I hope you're not very misanthropic, like your namesake, because, of course, he gets a lot of. I don't know. You commentary. Uh, yeah.
3: About my name. About sorry. your
4: name. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I am not misanthropic.
4: No, It was
3: an honor to be in Lyra's band and, and to <laughs> kind of to fly through without even a tryout. I mean, yeah, it was a dream come true.
4: And also, band is, uh, I am making air quotes right now in the background, because it is a very, very loose definition of that assemblage of um, college music major jagos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Lyra, is it true that you really got turned on to post-punk alternative music because your brother made you a mixtape?
4: He did, yes. So when I was 12, for my birthday, my brother and sister-in-law made me this like really influential mix CD. And it was called A Dash of Panache for Lyra, which I thought was really cool that they even, you know, titled it for me. And it had, it was actually kind of like a wayward introduction to post-punk because it was actually like Bjork and Mazzy Starr and just kind of more alternative bands that led me down this sort of rabbit hole. And then I found out about some of the, you know, classics like Joy Division and Echo and the Bunnymen and those sorts of bands. And it's just been a lifelong lesson, journey, pleasure to, you know, just be in this sort of milieu of music.
2: Have you ever thought about doing a sequel to your mixtape?
4: That would actually have to go to Pablo and Jamie, so maybe I'll recruit them to make a dash of Panache part two. You
2: could sell that uh, at the shows.
4: Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Maybe.
2: So when did you actually record the album, Hunger for a Way Out?
4: What, like around January-ish of 2020? November to January? Yeah.
3: I think we finished... Actually,
4: yeah, we finished right when quarantine hit, so I think we finished right in, like, mid-March.
2: We were, yeah, mixing a bit in
4: the quarantine. Mm
2: -hmm. Is there a story behind the song Hunger for a Way Out, the title track?
4: I guess I can tell you some things, and you can say whether or not it constitutes a story. We were in our practice space, and we were just kind of, you know, playing together, and we kind of came up with the the bass riff and the drum part and I was just sort of like mumbling whatever into the mic and then I just said hunger for a way out and it stuck and then we just sort of built the song around that and that's how it happened
2: so Larry is it true that you were planning on starting your own bakery
4: yes I am still planning on it it's uh, just kind of a a, a it's a, a constant work in progress sort of thing right now kind of doing the music thing but I was a pastry chef for a little while and I, I love baking and I love making chocolate. So hopefully someday we'll be able to settle down and I'll be able to open up my little bakery of dreams.
2: I believe Sweeping Promises played at Gonerfest recently. I heard you played a really amazing set there.
4: Oh, that's nice.
2: You heard wrong. <laughs> Did you have any favorites from playing at Gonerfest?
4: Oh, my God. Well, we loved seeing Optic Sync, that was incredible. Oh, uh, I love
2: Knott's, big fan. Love, yeah, well,
4: we unfortunately didn't get, get to catch their set because we were on the road to Kansas City by the time, but we're, you know, major fans of Knott's, and we love Natalie, and, um, yeah, that was just, seeing um, optics Things was incredible.
2: I saw Knott's open for Rocky Erickson once.
4: Whoa. Whoa. That was incredible. That was probably a place to be, yeah. Perfect. It was at the
2: Hopscotch Festival in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, cool. Nice, Rocky Erickson once. Did I'll, you really? Yeah, in Doug oh, Doug oh,
4: with Doug Tuttle? Yeah, yeah. Oh
3: my God. Yeah, a little, a little psych artist from Boston. No, what was uh, the name? Doug Tuttle. Doug Tuttle. I used to play in his band, and we opened for Rocky Erickson years ago at uh, South by
2: Southwest. Wondrous. Yeah. I was gonna ask you've been in uh, a lot of bands, right?
4: Yeah. 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 Is it hard
2: to remember all the names?
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, collectively, between the three of us, I mean, who knows, what, yeah. like 30 yeah, plus? Yeah, probably. Lear yeah, and I yeah, have yeah.
3: definitely started at least seven bands. This is just like...
4: Yeah. Yeah. Us. Yeah. 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 Awesome.
2: So there'll be a box set one day, maybe?
4: Yes. Yeah, you can look forward to that, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. When we need insurance money or yeah.
4: something. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. When one of us needs to get our livers replaced. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who did the album cover for Hunger for a Way Out? I love that album cover.
4: That is a graphic designer and musician named David Struther. He's based in Olympia, and he is also um, just an awesome musician as well. He's in a bunch of bands, notably Gen Pop. But, yeah, he's just an awesome...
2: Oh, person. I love Gen Pop. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: So yeah. Interviewed
2: them on the show uh, f- uh, about three years ago. Oh,
4: yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. they great. That's David.
2: That's David. Uh, what does David play?
4: He's an bassist. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't remember names after oh, three no. years. Yeah. But- so does Sweeping Promises ever do cover songs?
4: No. Not yet.
2: Thank <laughs> you. Have you ever
3: talked about that?
4: Have we talked about it?
3: In our career, we've made a, uh, a surprise. We made like a deal to never mm-hmm. ever do a cover song. We haven't. But, More of a
4: practice thing.
3: But maybe we yeah. will. Maybe we will now. I don't know. Maybe that changed somehow in an unspoken <laughs> way.
2: <laughs> Has anyone done a cover of Sweeping Promises? yes
4: there's actually been this one channel in particular of an individual who has seen it like he's taken it upon himself to do bass covers of all of the songs which just has been such an honor and a delight to witness because i yeah i just think that that's just really sweet that somebody took the time to do that
2: that's great you should uh, show up do like a surprise thing you know like a like, when, you're
4: in. <laughs> you know, like, when
2: Taylor Swift shows up at a fan's house to surprise them? Yeah,
4: yeah, uh, yeah
2: You yeah. should do, like, a Sweeping Promises thing.
4: He'd probably be like, what are you doing here? Please go away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are the future plans for Sweeping Promises?
3: We have a lot of announcements that will be made. I guess I, I have no license to leak. I will say there will be more music. More music very soon, within, what, two weeks?
4: And more shows uh, in a few months.
3: Yeah, more shows and an infrastructural place. Yes.
4: Maybe. maybe. (laughs) So basically what we're saying is stay tuned.
2: I know uh, Danzig from the Misfits, he won't autograph bootlegs if someone has one. So if someone had a, it's a true story, uh, if someone had a Sweeping Promises bootleg, would you autograph it?
3: I would autograph it as Danzig.
4: (laughs) Yes. I would also autograph it as Danzig.
2: I don't know why I said Danzig from the Misfits. Like, I have to explain who Danzig
4: is.
2: (laughs) Where can people go online if they want to hear Sweeping Promises music?
4: They can find us on Bandcamp. They can find us on Sam's label, Feel It. They can find us on Spotify. They can find us here at Cat's Cradle tonight.
2: Well, thanks for talking to us today on Damage Goods Radio.
4: Thanks so much for having us. Thank you.
0: And you just heard a track off of Sweeping Promises' debut album. The track was called Safe Now. That's from their Hunger for a Way Out album. And before that, you heard a brand new interview that I did with the band recently at the Cat's Cradle in Carborough, North Carolina. And it was good to be back interviewing people. It was it was so much fun. That was a great interview, too. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Even greater is
1: that entire album, uh, Hunger for a Way Out by Sweeping Promises. It's one that if you get a chance to buy it, listen to it, stream it, whatever, I absolutely recommend you do. It is fucking fantastic.
0: You are absolutely correct about that.
1: I I played at work uh, because I don't like playing on Pandora because I don't like the commercials or YouTube. I stream it through Bandcamp commercial-free it's blowing my coworkers away because they're not used to hearing that kind of music and I enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy what, what watching you, them
0: react to it. What was what was your coworkers' reaction to sweeping promises?
1: Well, they were like, it's really loud. And what kind of what kind of music is this? That kind of questions. <laughs> A lot of pop music or right. top 10 music gets played. So uh, I play anything but when I stream the whole albums for like sweeping promises, once in future King crumb. So a lot of my coworkers don't know what to make of it.
0: And I actually love that. Do you think that any part of them likes it or is it just too weird for them?
1: Part of me wants to say it's too weird, but maybe, maybe there's that one person out there. That's like, I get, I get this. I dig it.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And then, and then the, and want one here more, I do have one coworker in particular and uh, he actually has checked into the show once or twice and listened to it. Uh, he collects vinyl. He likes punk, post-punk, new wave. He knows his knowledge is encyclopedic. He works on night shift, which is a very night shift thing to like. So, uh, right. Yeah, he would appreciate this. Probably the only coworker I have that would.
0: Ah, I know it's, it's a not, tough a, sell it, for people who don't listen to that kind of music sometimes.
1: Yes, I know who I can sell it to two or three people at best.
0: We have a little bit, little bit of stuff in the mailbag here. Ooh! The Damage Goods mailbag. We have the official Diva winter hat.
1: Nice. It almost has that energy dome-ish look, but with a nice little cute pom pom on the top.
0: Right. I love it. Yeah, this is uh, you can actually order from the Diva website. So good stuff. Also have. Speaking of New Wave. Suburban Whoa!
1: <laughs>
0: this is the suburban lawns album that is was actually re-released i think it's there's a label called superior viaduct who just re-released this it might be the first time it's been re-released since the 80s that is
1: amazing that is a yes. great
0: album love the back cover and got the lyrics here so you can finally find out what mom and dad and god is about
1: you can actually understand the lyrics to a Janitor, but that's not going to be playing on Mix 101.5.
0: No, but how, how would you uh, describe the Scribbin' Lawns if someone's not familiar?
1: I would describe it as very punky New Wave, definitely New Wave.
0: It's like about just, as weird as New Wave gets, I feel like, but still yeah, good. it's that's the, not, a, that's it, not an insult. That's just, yeah fringe wave (laughs) right it's it's very good i mean the music is it's just even for that scene it's i feel like they're really unique no one really sounds like like them i I, you agree yeah i absolutely agree
1: it's think of a venn diagram where you have your three circles and you have new wave punk and just weird and where they intersect that would be suburban lawns right Um, absolutely love them
0: There's a documentary I think we mentioned before about the Serpent Lawns that's uh, being worked on. So excited to see that.
1: I'll be the first one for that one. Absolutely.
0: And (laughs) one more here from Zodiac Cosmic Sounds. It's a whole album of psychedelic songs about each astrological sign. Nice. It's a pretty fun lesson. There's. Aries, the firefighter, Gemini, the cool eye, cancer, the moon child, Virgo, the perpetual perfectionist. Uh, Which sign are you? I am an Aries, so I guess I'm a firefighter. Yep. Um, I am Pisces, the peace piper.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, you got the peace pipe. I got I got the fire so we can make something happen here.
0: And there's Sagittarius, the versatile daredevil. I like that one. It does say in the print here, and you can see this must be played in the dark. (laughs) And this is original press from the 60s.
1: Oh, it's got the old
0: ads for other things in it. Right. (laughs) That is old school. For some stuff that a lot of it i never heard of. But yes, this is cool stuff. I'm excited to put on the lava lamp and rock this one out.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I'm jealous because I don't get cool stuff like that in my mailbox. I usually get ads for Capital One or... Or offers to buy property in the mountains of North Carolina.
0: I understand you brought some music.
1: I did bring some music. How about we start with a a single from 1999 by first wave British post-punk band, The Mekons, with Where Were You on Damage Goods Radio. And we are back on Damaged Goods Radio, and what you just heard was the song Bad Boy by Hunks and His Punks, a San Francisco queer core punk band. I love everything about that sentence. From their 2011 album, Too Young to Be in Love. What'd you think about that?
0: I love Hunks and His Punks, and they're just a really fun band. And of course, uh, Shannon from Hunks and His Punks went on to Shannon and the Clams, which is another amazing band, so.
1: Another amazing band. She was one of the punkettes
0: of Hunks and his punks.
1: And that's with punks and hunks with X. Before that, you heard Gimme Brains by Bratmobile from the 2000 album Ladies, Women, and Girls. They're from uh, Olympia, Washington. Really cool story about this band is their lead. Uh, Allison Wolf, she was in other bands such as Party Line and Sex Stains. They were advised when they were starting their band up to listen to the Ramones for inspiration. And she ended up saying, quote, if most boy punk bands just listen to the Ramones, and that's how they're going to write their songs, then we'll do the opposite. And I won't listen to the Ramones, and that way we'll sound different. And I think that is probably the most punk thing ever. All these punk bands are listening to the Ramones, so we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna listen to the Ramones, so we don't sound anything like them, and we'll have our own sound. And I respect the hell out of that philosophy.
0: I mean, everybody, there's a million bands that sound like the Ramones, so you don't you don't need that anyway. Yeah.
1: I mean, why why try to sound like the Ramones? We have the Ramones to sound like the Ramones, and they didn't try to sound like anyone else. So Yeah, I mean
0: the Ramones are great, but yeah, you you know, you've already got that. So
1: Allison from Bratmobile, a plus there. Before then, you heard Ivory Handle by Trap Girl from the 2017 EP The Black Market. They're a punk band from Southgate, California, that is described as blistering punk to burn down the patriarchy. Another sentence I'm absolutely in love with. What would you think of that?
0: Uh, That was great stuff. That was brand new to me, but I really liked it. Yeah, that was a banger. That was
1: fast and hard. I mean, it was only less than two minutes, but it didn't need to be any longer. It was perfect just the way it was, hard and fast. Then we had Girls Don't Count by Section 25 from the 1981 album Always Now. They're an English post-punk band, and Always Now was co-produced by Martin Hannett and, of course, Ian Curtis of Joy Division. And you can definitely feel those influences in that music,
0: I feel. I really love the Joy Division factor records kind of sound because it's just so seems like it's the start of a lot of bands and that kind of style. So
1: It's a very, I don't want to say a basic sound, but it's definitely very stripped down. They're not, it's very, you're getting the core of what the music should be. I know that sounds very academic, but they're not trying to be flowery. And you know what it is? You ever seen the movie Amadeus? No. So the movie Amadeus, you know, is about Wolfgang Amadeus. And there's a scene, not to get too, too off track, but Amadeus is talking, has just done one of his big operas, and he's talking to the emperor of Austria. And he's like, well, what did you think, your highness? And he's like, it was pretty good, Amadeus. The only problem is it had too many notes. What do you mean, sire? Well, just once or twice, it had too many notes. Take out those notes and it'll be perfect. And then that started a big argument. And I felt that's what factored out, you know, it's, there's not too many notes. It's, perfect just the way it is it's not right it's that stripped down sound that i I really like that you get from joy division you know that's what i like about it and we opened our commercial free rock block with where were you by the Mekons, uh which was a 1999 single they date back to 1976 but this was a single from 99 and i absolutely thought that was a banger way to start out that set what do you think
0: amazing track very british like you say but that's great you know, you don't have to wonder where they're from when you hear the <laughs> hear the vocals. Got a little bit more music here to play.
1: Music is the gift that keeps on giving.
0: Because I promised you Midwestern, Sonny and Share. I gotta hear that. They say it's Midwestern, Sunny and Share minus minus the kitsch factor. I still think there's a little bit of kitsch in here. I I think it's a really fun album.
1: I'm all about I'm all for kitsch if it's as long as it's done right. <laughs>
0: Right. And we also have a cover of the Velvet Underground from Australia, of course. And we have a band the
1: down underground, it sounds like.
0: We also have a band that consists of members from Turkey and France. Ooh. Which they make a bit of an eclectic sound, which I really love. Midwestern Sunny and Chair, there's a band called L Resorts or I don't know if it's Lay Resorts, it's L Apostrophe Resorts. So La Resorts. La Resorts. And they have a title track off of their new album. It's called Vacation. And we'll be back here in a little bit. And you just heard a band called Kit Sebastian. They're based out of London, UK, which I believe has members from Turkey and France. And the track you heard was a called Ennui, which is a single they put out last year. What did you think of that one?
1: It was mellow and melodic and calming, and I really
0: loved it. Yeah, it's great stuff. And it's got a bit, kind of reminds me of French 60s pop music mixed with a little bit of the Turkish flavor and some kind of Brazilian tropical music too. It's really cool. I really dug it. I thought it was great. <laughs> Before that, you heard a cover of the Velvet Underground classic I'll Be Your Mirror by the Australian singer songwriter Courtney Barnett,
1: she has one of the most unique, one of the most beautiful voices. You know, when everyone says, "Oh, she has such, such a great voice," you, you know, they're always referring to some kind of power ballad. But Barnett doesn't really need that. Her voice just works perfectly, doing her thing. And I thought that was a great song, great cover.
0: Yes, and it's from the new album "I'll Be Your Mirror," a tribute to the Velvet Underground and Nico, which. I think it was released to coincide with there's a new Velvet Underground documentary on Apple TV. Have you seen it yet?
1: I have not. I've not. uh,
0: It's a great documentary. It's
1: on my queue with about a zillion other things on a different zillion other services I have. I'll die before I watch everything. But it is on my... I'd rather watch the Velvet Underground than the Beatles. one. Everyone's talking about the Beatles. I have no interest in seeing that one. But I want to see the Velvet Underground one.
0: Yeah, it's great. I, I actually saw it in the Carolina Theater, which was really fun to see in a big screen. You hear those songs, and I mean, I know it's been said a five billion times before, but some of those songs would come out of the huge speaker, and you're like, "Damn!" When White Light, White Heat came on, I was like, "That's my favorite Velvet Underground song." I think it's amazing. It's a cool documentary, and it's just called Velvet Underground, I think. There's some really cool footage in it, and yeah, it's a interesting perspective on, you know, a unique band. And to be in the set, you heard Lay Resorts with a track called Vacation, the title track from their latest album, which uh, the band's is a duo out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
1: I, I really enjoyed it. And I felt that, you know, it had definitely had a kind of a tropic vibe going there. Reminded me of a, a song by Bob Dylan called Mozambique. So if you get a chance to hear that, I think there was a lot of similarities there
0: to be had. And I don't know that one. So I have to check that one out. You must listen to it now. It's my homework. That's right. You're not too cool for school, son. Not yet. Nope. <laughs> well, <laughs> come to my least favorite part of the show.
1: Oh, we can't end it now.
0: Yep. I'm afraid oh. there's only so many hours people can take of us nerd ranting. So
1: Fair enough. Where can people find you?
0: When I'm not at Chuck E. Cheese, they can find me on damagedgoodsradio.com. And of course same on instagram and twitter and face page meta whatever it's called these days
1: it's funny you look at a picture of zuckerberg and you know, everyone knows what he looks like you know very and it's funny it's i look at him and i'm thinking all right this guy controls the world's largest social media site three billion people he can control world events and influence leaders and in elections. Yet he settles on like the shittiest haircut ever. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I mean, even Elon oh. Musk is, is at least trying to do something with his hair, but Zuckerberg oh, wow. is just going for, the, yeah, I know. He looks like the villain from the fifth element. Right. <laughs> like, was it Gort or something? Like Played by, um, oh, what's his name? Uh,
0: Gary Oldman. Oh right, yeah. But he yeah. looks
1: exactly has the same haircut now. But but Zuckerberg's just going for the generic white guy award. I don't I don't get. It. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Zuckerberg. You know, we don't like you, but come on, like, just for for your own sake, invest in a stylist. Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Ah, if people want to insult my comments and harass me on the internet i can be found at i have a dumb gaming blog called the funky grognard i'm also the funky grognard on insta page and on the Twitterverse. so yeah find me say hi i'll say hi back we'll have fun
0: we're gonna end the show with a band called teen anger and they are a band out of toronto canada which they put out a new single called Blinds Drawn, which to me is a long lost new wave classic.
1: I've not heard this, so I'm looking forward to this. This will be new to me.
0: Which don't laugh, but they were one of the first bands I played on the show back in 2014. And I was just looking at the name and I just read it wrong. I read t Danger. And somehow I just didn't, I just had a, I can't read moment, I guess. And <laughs> I, didn't like, like, I was like, what's a teenager. I was like, okay, that's a weird name, but I like this band. So, and then Aaron, my original co-host, he said, well, it might actually be teen anger. And I was like, Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Like that
1: Australian band, uh, Banna and a gun, you know.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to end with Teen Anger with Blinds Drawn and we will see you next time. Take care, Internet land.